everyone, and welcome back. This is the second episode in Mastering My Magical Moment. Um, I took a little business trip back home. We had to go back uh, for, they call it a cultural competency event, kind of like training, mandatory training on being inclusive and that sort of thing. And then there's also the holiday event where everyone who's remote, which includes me now, um, gets to fly in and see everyone that's local and kind of just hang out and, you know, all that good stuff. So I left on Tuesday and I was supposed to come back Thursday after the holiday event, but um, I did opt to stay an extra day because I wanted to see family. I am from New York. Um, so I wanted to see family, especially since, you know, the holidays are right around the corner. I wanted to at least spend one extra day and see family members and just hang out. I also wanted to do, you know, just one thing that's for me. And, uh, I chose to go see John, John Tubbs. He is a licensed massage therapist, but he also does craniosacral therapy, which is what I go to see him for mostly. Um, sometimes he'll combine it and do both the craniosacral and, you know, some light massage, but I mostly go for the craniosacral therapy and I will do an extra podcast episode on exactly what that is. But just briefly, it's kind of like a light touch technique that moves fluid throughout the body and the central nervous system to aid in releasing like some emotional things. And um, it's similar to Reiki, you know, just general healing. Um, I know it it aids in like um, some physical things too, but I mostly use it for you know, releasing that emotional, whatever I can't get with my Reiki, I love to do, like combine it with the cranial sacral therapy and also some massage. Cause who doesn't like a massage? Everyone loves massages. Um, as long as you like being touched. I know there's people who's like, I don't want to be touched. Um, but yeah, so combine it with the massage is always great. Um, but it's, yeah, it's similar to Reiki, except it's different because it's more hands-on, whereas Reiki, you don't normally touch the person. Um, so I went to see him. He, first of all, I'm going to put his information. If you're in the Albany area, Albany, New York, because I know there's different Albany's. If you're in the Albany, New York area, definitely go check out John. He is absolutely amazing. He's a great human being. His energy is just fantastic. Uh, a lot, especially if you're one of those people who are sensitive to energies and things like that, what you don't realize is that oftentimes if you do go for a massage and you know, you, you're like, you're used to going to a massage, but for whatever reason, after you see this one person, you feel icky. It's because they can like transfer their energy. If it's a new person, maybe their energy isn't like great and it doesn't mix with yours there's really a lot to consider when you're picking someone and his energy is fantastic I absolutely adore him I love him I do um so again if you're in the Albany New York area I'll put his information down there and you can check him out I definitely recommend the cranial sacral therapy but we had a great session um I whew, 
I just, I felt lighter. I felt, I felt lighter going in there. I've been feeling much lighter, much happier, much, I don't know, just happy, <laughs> joyous, peaceful, peaceful. That's, I feel much peaceful um, since the last episode. <laughs> it's like night and day. Uh, so much more peaceful. And we went in, we had a great conversation because I haven't seen him since I moved in July. Um, I think my last appointment actually was June. So it's been about six months and <clears throat> we, it was just great. It was just great. We had a brief conversation and then he went right into doing the techniques and I felt really, really good. I felt calm. I felt relaxed. I was also very much in a meditative state and I could feel like my guides and my, you know, ancestors. I'm not exactly sure who was there. I didn't delve that deeply, but at one point there were so many different hands on me that I knew that my guides were in the room um, because John just does not have that many hands. He only has two, he's human, right? Um, but it was great. It was great. It was relaxing. It was peaceful. I felt absolutely supported. And at one point, and I, I don't even think I mentioned this to John. So if he's listening, um, at one point, my guides told me to, they said, don't, what did they say? Don't play small again. Don't ever play small again. Yeah. That's what it was. Don't ever play small again. And I've just been carrying that with me ever since. I'm actually going to like write it on a post-it note and put it on my mirror because that's something that really, like I really needed to hear. It's like, don't ever play small again. So I'm not going to play small again. I am going to do everything. I am going to speak up more. I am going to get myself out there and just do the thing. Um, I, like now... I don't really feel, I don't want to say the best. I feel great. I just, usually when I want to record, I want to put my best foot forward. So, you know, I want to get my hair done and all that good stuff. But I'm like, I need to get this episode out there. Mainly because, um, one, I have so much to tell you about this one trip, but also I am going on a break. I mentioned in my, um, the previous episode. So actually when this comes out, I'll be on that break. Cause I'm just going to schedule it. Um, but I am going on a break just to kind of clear my mind a little bit and plan how I want these episodes and my content to go for 2023, just moving forward. So I will be taking a few weeks off, about two weeks, um, two or three weeks. We'll see how it goes, but taking two or three weeks off just to really plan. So it's not like I'm relaxing, but I'll be kind of planning and I already have some ideas, but kind of planning how I want my content to go moving forward, mainly because I feel like there's been a lot of interviews and not enough me. <laughs> uh, not to sound, uh, you know, full of myself, but there's been a lot of interviews. And the reason I started this podcast and doing my content is because 
I have a lot to say and I want to get it out there. And I love doing the interviews. I really do. But I, I want to space them out more is what I'm saying. So I'm not going to slow down on the interviews because I love meeting new people and getting their perspective and things like that. It's just, I'm going to space it out a little bit more. So my podcast isn't just meditations and then interviews, meditations and then interviews. Um, I want you to get a little bit more of me and the things that I have to offer. I wanted to start a series on the, the chakras, starting with the earth star chakra and working my way up. Um, and I haven't been able to do that just because I've been doing so many interviews and then doing the meditations. And as you know, I don't plan the meditations. I, um, they're all intuitive, but still it takes, you know, it takes time. So, and I don't want to put too many episodes out because then it's like, well, what am I, it's not going to be like a daily thing. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted this podcast to actually be bi-weekly and it ended up being weekly. So, um, Anyway, going off on a tangent, the point is <laughs> I'm taking time to plan and structure and all that good stuff. So it's going to be great. It's going to more good stuff to come. Just uh, stay tuned. But back to Mastering My Magic Moment. I, um, where was I? <laughs> no, I don't even know where I was. See, this happens. I go off on tangents. Where was I? Uh, of course, with John and then the things and uh, I don't know. I'll just hop back in. So yes, I was with John doing the cranial sacred therapy. I felt supported. Absolutely. Um, yes, there were many like hands on me. Don't play small. See, it's coming back to me now. <laughs> it's coming back to me. Don't play small. So not playing small anymore. Um, so just look out for all that good stuff. And then, you know, afterwards, I just felt really, really loved and supported. Um and just happy, content, peaceful, all, all the good things. I just felt all the good things. So definitely, like I said, if you're in the Albany, New York area, check him out. My glasses keep going crooked. I think I have crooked ears. Um, <laughs> and I was peaceful before going to the appointment. I really was, but it was just a new a new feeling. I can't really describe it, but it's like, it went a little bit further, that peaceful feeling. Um, and I knew I was peaceful because oddly enough, and I don't know if anyone, I don't take lifts very often. I drive, but because I flew in and I didn't have, you know, a car and all that, I was taking lifts and Ubers and things everywhere. But apparently it's common for your Lyft or Uber driver to just like spill all their secrets, taxi cab confections. But I, you know, I'm not used to that. So I'm sitting in the Lyft. I got a Lyft to go to the appointment with John. And oddly enough, the lady, you know, we just started chit-chatting and she told me, now mind you, this was a nine minute drive. But all the stuff I learned in this nine minute drive, amazing. So she told me that she used to be a licensed massage therapist actually, and she does Reiki and she's into spirituality and she feels energetically. And that's kind of where it started. She was like, I feel your peace. She's like, you feel so peaceful. I can like feel your peace. So that made me feel good. I felt really good because it, not only could she feel my peace, but she started to feel peaceful and one thing I wanted, and I'll get back to this um, maybe a little bit later, but 
in the DEI training, cultural competency, whatever they call it. I really don't remember the name right now. But in that training, they did ask, what was your um, personal mission statement, right? So, you know, they gave what's the professional and what's your personal and does it align with your, you know, the company's mission statement kind of thing. And they gave us some time to create our own. And I didn't really have the right words um, because they didn't really give that much time. And I really wanted to sit with it. But what I did come up with is that I want to leave people and this planet in a better position than I found them, whatever that means. You know, whether I touch them in some small or big way, I just want to leave them better than I find them. And just having her say, you know, she now feels peaceful just by me sharing that nine minute lift ride with her really made me feel good um, because I love helping people. It's my nature, you know, sometimes to my own detriment, even if my energy is low or other things are low and someone needs help, I'm, you know, let me help you. I'm always willing to help. I'm learning to have boundaries now so that I don't deplete myself while helping others, but I do love helping people. So it was really great that, you know, even though I didn't do much, she felt peace and that just really felt good to me. But, <laughs> um, and I'm not going to go into too much because, you know, Taxi cab confessions. I guess I became a therapist, client, therapist, confidentiality. I'm not going to tell you too much, but she started telling me things about her personal life. And um, yeah, so I was glad she was able to release some of that and to feel peaceful. I swear my ears are crooked, y'all. And <laughs> to feel peaceful. Um in that short amount of time but she wasn't the only one who was telling me their life story <laughs> I just I don't know maybe it's that whatever I'm giving off that peaceful thing just leaves people to be you know calm and relaxed and like let me spill my guts so quite a few people and again I'm not going to go into detail because confidentiality and, you know, even though you, you know, I, I'm never the type of person to um, spill anyone else's secrets, whatever is said to me in confidence is said to me in confidence, but I just wanted to express what uh, was happening during this time. And I do find that magical. I do find that I can help someone in some small way, even if it's just a listening air, you know, even if it's just being present, I can bring someone some sort of peace for nine minutes, you know, hopefully she carried that with her throughout the day. And she felt a little bit better, especially with uh, what was going on in her life. But I, um, I hope she carries that with her. She feels better. So as before the appointment, went to the appointment, felt great. Um, uh, I love talking with John. It's just amazing. And then after the appointment, I got another ride from a coworker, which she also, again, felt calm and safe enough. And that's another thing, safety. I'm honored that people feel safe and enough to be vulnerable with me. So uh, 
she also told me some things again, not going to say what it is. Um, but she also told me some things that, that were, that's going on in her life. And, um, I think after speaking with her, maybe she felt a little bit better. I'm going to chit chat with her tomorrow and, you know, see how things are going, but I was glad to help. Um, after the, you know, the whole thing, I did spend some time with my grandmother and, you know, we had dinner, we chit-chatted. I played bingo for like five minutes before I had to run off to a dinner with a good, good friend, coworker turned friend. So she used to work with me. Unfortunately, she left. I miss her dearly, but we had dinner while I was in town and, and I'm not going to cry. Um, the support and the love that I felt from her was just amazing. So I had a lot of magical moments and I'm trying my hardest not to cry here. I've had so, because throughout my life and I'm, you know, being vulnerable, this is my podcast. You got to deal with it throughout my life. Um, I haven't really felt that supported, you know, it's different from family love and things like that. Um, you know, they love you and they support you or they say they support you. But the minute you make a decision that they wouldn't necessarily make, even if they can't see the bigger picture, there's a lot of criticism and a lot less support. A lot more criticism and a lot less support. It's one thing to give constructive criticism because I can take constructive criticism. I'm about to take these glasses off because they keep going crooked. I could take constructive criticism, um, but it just really feels like the support is not there. Even when, and I've, you know, called people when, maybe not recently, but when I've been dealing with things and I did not get a supportive, loving response to my issues, I kind of got the opposite, you know? And I, I know that they thought that they were helping, but really all I needed in the moment was genuine support and love. And that's not what I got. So having that, you know, kind of growing up with that and not growing up with the nurturing and the love and the support, feeling it for, you know, one of the first times, I mean, I, I felt it from my very best. I've been friends with this girl from, not my coworker, but this lady from, we were, I don't know, nine it's been a long time. It's been almost 30. Ooh, shh, don't tell my age. It's been, a, it's been a long time. Um, yeah, it's been almost 30 years that we've been very best. Like she's not even a friend anymore. She's basically my sister, her family. I love her family. You know, we go on vacation. At least we used to, we really have to do that more. Um, her husband's amazing. I love her kids dearly. Like, it's been, it's been a long time, but she, we don't 
talk often. And, you know, as you get older, it's hard to talk to people. Gosh, don't these glasses. It's hard to talk to people consistently because everyone has things going on in their life, right? So things happen. We speak, just not consistently. Like I could go a month and not hear from her. And there's no ill will. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, it's terrible. We're both very busy because sometimes it's on my part too. She'll text me and I'll see the text. I'm like, oh, I have to text her back, but I get so busy and, you know, deep into things. And then I realize I haven't heard from her and I go to text her and I'm like, oh my God, she texts me and I never responded. So it's, I'm not putting it all on her just to be clear. Um, but you know, things happen. So I don't really get that consistent support and love that I was given from my coworker turned friend. Um, she has helped me a lot. Like I've went through ever since the move, some really just, it's been a domino effect of my life changing. And I don't know, I just went through a really, I guess you call it a dark night of the soul recently where I was just an emotional wreck. Things weren't going right. I was feeling really down, really depressed, it it was just not great. So we're at dinner and I kind of opened up to her about that. And that's new for me too. Like I don't, I tend to keep things to myself. I don't want to burden people with my problems, which is, you know, I like to help people with theirs, but I don't want to tell them mine. That doesn't work. Who does that? Me. Um, but so I kind of opened up to her about that and, oh my gosh, I'm not going to cry. And she just expressed so much genuine love and kindness and support and it just felt really really good really really good but moving on so that was another magical moment one me being vulnerable with another person and telling them the struggles that I'm going through because not even my family knows the struggles that I'm going through. They have no idea. They know a little bit, but they have no idea the extent of what I'm going through, what I've gone through. Um, I'm kind of out the other side of it now and feeling much better, <laughs> but they, they really have no clue. So I did go to dinner with her that night. And then the following morning I had breakfast with my mentor slash boss. I guess she's still a boss because she's retiring. Um, and I, I also opened up to her about what I was going through. And she also gave me like the most love and support and kindness. And, and as a mentor and a boss, like I know she love me and support it. And she's always in my corner at work. You know, she's always pushed me to be my best self. She's always pushed me to do more. Like I would not have done, I'm such an introvert guys. I don't know. I am such an introvert that I would not have done this podcast. As a matter of fact, this podcast started out as an audio. And even when it started out as an audio, I was like, Ugh, I hate my voice. Why, why do I want to do this? But I've gotten such great feedback 
about my voice, which is the one thing I used to hate, but now I love my voice because when I do meditations, like it is very like calming and peaceful. And it's almost like someone else is speaking because I'm like, who is that? Whose voice is that? It's not mine, but it is mine. Um, so if it wasn't for her pushing me, I probably wouldn't have done this podcast. Um, and then I decided, you know, step out of my box even more and do videos. So now, you know, I'm on TikTok and I'm YouTube and, you know, doing video podcasts. So she has, she has really been there for me. But when I opened up to her about the struggles that had happened and how I was feeling, she was like, why didn't you, you know, call me? I'm not gonna say everything she said, it's personal, but Basically, she was just like, called me. <laughs> she was showing support. And I never would have thought to call her for that, you know, because again, she's my boss. She's my mentor. She's not someone that I would think of calling while I'm sitting in the bathroom crying. Like that's, you know, but her giving me that okay and just telling me like, you know, if something's going on, like reach out, reach out. And that's one thing I have to get better at is like reaching out to people. And now that I know that I have that support, um, I can get better at that and practice that when I need to. Yeah. Because when you don't have that for so long, it's kind of hard to know like who who is that person that I can reach out to and call and just cry, right? Who is that person that I could get that support and that love from without the criticism and without, you know, whatever. So that was a magical moment for me. Me realizing that I have not one, but two amazing people that I could call in my time of need and not taking anything away from my bestest bestest friend ever I love her but she has her own things going on and I know that I can call her and I know that you know um she will support me and love me it's just she has so much of her own things going on um and sometimes it is a little hard to get in contact with her. So, you know, when you're going through that kind of emotional, depressive thing, it's kind of another thing to just be like, to call someone and then for them not to answer it just feels worse than it really is. So, you know, I tend not to reach out as much to her again no fault of her own. We all have our things. She's so, so good. I, like, I know everything she's going through and she has to deal with on a daily basis that it's not even like, you know, why aren't you here? No, like I, I would not want to put another thing on her because part of me knowing that we all have kind of like a breaking point and when things are stacking up on you, right? Even if you're like, no, call me. If you're dealing with these 10 other things, right? You can't really give your full attention to this one thing over here. So 
and during those times, like I really need someone's like full attention. So it was kind of sucky not to have any anybody that I could call, but I'd rather try to deal with it. And I did, I pulled myself out of it and it took a while, but I did, I pulled myself out of it. And I think I'd rather pull myself out of it than to try to find someone and either receive criticism or not have their full attention or just be like another burden because then I'm going to feel worse. I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm just another burden on this person's plate. So um, anyway, tangent. Point is, I felt supported and I felt loved and it felt great. So after I had breakfast, I went back home. Well, I still call it home. I went back to my grandma's house and um, you know, just hung out with her until it was time to go. I got to the airport, got on the plane, and they were like, oh, the plow, snow plow, broke the lights on the runway, so we are delayed. I'm like, okay, great. They're like, oh, it'll be like two hours. I'm like, all right, whatever. Then they came back on, and they're like, well, we have to kind of plow the other runway, the one that we don't use, and it's going to take like two, three, maybe four hours, but we can rebook you. And I'm just like, I'd rather... I'd just rather go back to my grandma's and spend another night with my grandma. Like what? So I got off the plane. I had them rebook my ticket for the next day, Saturday. Um, And I wasn't even upset. I wasn't like, you know, you know, a lot of people were grumbling and things like that. And I get it. You know, when you're traveling, like it sucks. But in that moment, I noticed just how much my attitude towards things have changed um because I was just like whatever (laughs) like I'm just gonna go hang out with my grandmother like even if I was somewhere else right so I have another business trip in May to California so let's say similar thing happens in California whatever one more day in California like I'm just gonna go back to the hotel I guess and hang out but what can you do like getting upset about it is it going to change anything right um so yeah it sucks yeah it's boring sitting in you know an airport on your cell phone but I'd rather be safe (laughs) you know I'd rather have that protection knowing that they're doing all they can to make sure that when we get up in the air, we're going to stay there. And then, you know, when it's time to come down, we do so safely is what matters to me more than getting home at a certain time. Like I want to live people. So (laughs) it is quite okay. You take your time. You do what you have to do to plow and, you know, fix that runway. I will be at my grandmother's house. So that's what I did. I went back to my grandmother's house and spent another night there watched christmas movies like it it was a good time (sighs) what else happened during that trip um i think that was pretty much it like i just felt like it was an amazing trip and i know it doesn't sound like much you know it but it meant a lot it really did it really showed me 
the love and the support that I felt that I was missing. And it really showed me that I really can just find anything to make a magical moment. Oh, and Saturday when I was coming home, <laughs> the flight was delayed again, FYI. So I, I got to the airport, got there on time. Life was good. I was, I hadn't eaten since the breakfast um since breakfast not the breakfast since breakfast and so I just went to the um to a little restaurant that was right across from the gate I'm like it's right here what am I gonna do um had a sandwich had a mimosa and I was chilling and then it was like oh your flight is delayed so my flight was delayed and it was delayed I did not get home until midnight Sunday and I was supposed to be home on Friday but it's all good. And then when I got home, uh, right around the corner, maybe, I don't know, just right around the corner, the street was blocked off. So here's how funny things are. Another sidetrack, but I promise it, it, you'll get there. So Tuesday, cause my, I took my, I brought my son with me so Tuesday, I went to go pick my son up from school so that we can go to the airport. The GPS, because I tried to get my oil changed before, because I was driving quite a bit to the airport. So I said, let me go get an oil change before the latch broke, couldn't open the hood, didn't get the oil change, whatever. So I drove to um, my son's school, but I didn't know how to get there from where I was. Again, still pretty new in this area. So I put on my GPS and the GPS took me a weird way. I'm like, why are we going this way? Cause I kind of had an idea of where I was going, but I just want, it's like, mm, let me just be sure. I don't want to get lost. Um, so it took me some weird back way. And I'm like, why are we going this way? But I followed the, I'm like, let me just follow the GPS. Right. And I'm sure there's a metaphor in here somewhere about not know, knowing where you're going, but following and ending up on the other side, but whatever, put that together. So followed the GPS the weird way, went to pick up my son. Life was great. Made it to the airport, blah, blah, blah. That was Tuesday. When I got home, technically Sunday morning at midnight, the street that I normally take was blocked off. Um, something happened. I don't know, car accident or something. Um, I heard what it might be, but I don't want to say it because I'm not 100% sure that's true. And if it is, it's so sad and I don't want to feel that right now. So um, the whole thing was blocked off and it's a one-way street and I don't really know, like, I'm like, okay, well I have to turn around, right? So if I turn around, how the heck am I getting home? Like, I don't know the, the way, but then it immediately clicked the weird way because where the street is blocked off, the only way for me to go would be where my son's school is. So I'm like, huh, I can go that weird, quirky way that the GPS took me. And I know what you're thinking. Why not just turn on the GPS? I did. It kept telling me to make U-turns and go back the way that I was coming from. So I'm like, no, GPS, I can't do that. <laughs> and I'm driving. So I didn't want to like stop and find alternate routes and all that. So um, if I had to, you know, at midnight, I would have. But there were also other people behind me that had to make u-turns and you know find an alternate route so it dawned on me to go the weird way that I never went before oddly enough I remembered 
the weird way. Because again, my GPS kept telling me to make U-turns. So I'm driving along like, nope, I'm going that weird way. So I went that way and was able to get home without any fuss. So everything works out the way that it should. Um, and it's great. It's great. It's perfect. Uh, what else? What else about my trip? I think that's it. It was a very short trip. Again, left Tuesday. We're supposed to come back Friday. Didn't come back till Sunday. So there wasn't a lot of things um, that happened. But what did happen, what did happen <laughs> was very meaningful. It was very peaceful. And it was just amazing. It's amazing. So that's how I mastered my magical moment when I returned home and went on that business trip. I don't think there's any last parting words that I want to share with you at the moment, um, other than start with gratitude, end with love, and please, please, please find your magical moment. And I'll see you soon, three weeks. Bye. <laughs>